0: to say in the princess bride where it ranked in the 1987 movies
1: oh yeah because it, it didn't number do 41 well. yeah
0: it didn't do well but it still did better than like buckaroo Rubanzai or um
1: right. well most things did
0: right yes <laughs> um so it was number 41 on the h- top 100 movies of 1987
1: oh, okay so not not
0: terrible but we're going back in time for this one
1: 81 all right ready
0: Hello and welcome to the Most Excellent 80s Movies Podcast. It's a podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian adventure through the 80s movies we love and love. And sometimes love to hate, but not today. This is episode 30 or 29, however, it ends up working out. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, a movie selection from 1981.
2: Thousand years, man has searched for the lost ark of the covenant. The Bible speaks of the ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An
1: army which carries the ark before it is invincible.
2: The ark. If it is there, Atanis. Then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me. And those who are evil. I tell you everything. Yes. I know you are. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let <laughs> her go. I think, I think we have no time. you still want the ark. It has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. Ah! Steven Spielberg and George Lucas.
0: Of the Lost arc. <laughs> oh no, I'm being myself way too loud. Um. All right. So this is our one year anniversary celebration, and as a and it's an anniversary gift to each other. <laughs> we each picked our favorite movie from the '80s uh, to to talk about because it's you know we've sort of avoided picking our very favorites, mm-hmm. and and now we just went for it.
2: Yeah,
1: we just went for it.
0: And this is your pick.
1: Right. So this is my favorite. It, it, so it was a tough call, but I had to be honest. Like, is it Big Trouble in Little China or mm-hmm. is it Raiders of star? You had
0: to, like, really do some soul searching. I, and I, as did I. <laughs> uh-huh. I have a very hard time picking well, favorites. Well,
1: so you chose The Princess Bride. I did. Which we, e- we did last episode. Or mm-hmm. if we switch the order, we're doing next, next episode. <laughs> episode. <laughs> it's the life of a podcaster. Yep. Uh, what were the other contenders?
0: Back to the Future. Oh, okay, good. And uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah. Of course. I actually have a Back to the Future tattoo. So you would think <laughs> really? that that would be my favorite. <laughs> right. Yes, I have a giant uh, flux capacitor tattoo.
1: Yeah. Uh, so if I have to be honest, like Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably realistically my favorite movie.
0: Of all time? Of all time. It's... So good.
1: It's it's, it's pure adventure. It's very nearly
0: impeccable. I'm going to peck.
1: Yeah. Th- I, I, I mean, there's things to point out, sure. But <laughs> yeah, w- w- when, <laughs> when we were talking about like The Princess Bride, or when we will talk about The Princess Bride, we were talking about, you know, the, anything made by people has flaws that you can point yes. to, but it's effectively a perfect movie.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. It is.
1: Yeah. And so this movie taught me about filmmaking like
0: oh it's a master class yeah
1: and then this this made me fall in love with movies Mm -hmm. so i probably saw this like when i was like five or six years old Mm -hmm. and you know i don't know what it was but there was um there was just so much information on steven spielberg and george lucas to where even as like a marketing aspect they talked about the making of the movie. And there was, like, mm-hmm. these behind-the-scenes things on CBS or whatever. like, And so there was, like, access to the behind-the-scenes stuff. And then just in terms of, like, you know, like, this – and then just wanting to know more about the movie, it's like this was, like, my understanding of, like, you know, what cameras could do or, like, what sound design was – and, and and some of it in the, like was so I I had an r- interesting relationship with this movie because I didn't own a VHS player for like five more years oh, after no. I'd seen this, <laughs> so so much of me deep diving into this movie was through like the soundtrack. And, like, the coloring books and the toys and the video game and, like, the role-playing game. Like, you know. There was a
0: role-playing game?
1: There was.
0: I tell you what I wouldn't give to get my hands on one of those coloring books.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. But it was, like, leaving through the coloring books and the back of the soundtrack, like, Mm -hmm. of the record soundtrack, and just memorizing the music. And I even remember, I, I think we must have, I don't know how I did it, but I... It wasn't from a theater because, you know, I didn't have the ability to go to a theater <laughs> on my own. But I had this audio recording on a cassette of just the bar shootout. And I would listen to it. What? <laughs> just, you know, this is what a super fan I was. Yeah. And But it, it's like listening to the, the soundtrack made me, like, understand what movie music was. Mm-hmm. And listening to this this audio cassette of the bar fight memorizing like all the moments in this fight because I didn't have you know I didn't have the the visuals to go with it and so I was this super fan which didn't own a copy of the movie <laughs> and I'm sure I had already seen it so, so many times like mm-hmm. anytime it's on like you know uh like on a TV it's like oh we got to go to grandpa's house cuz he's got cable and you know to see it but but not not only did this like I didn't know that I was absorbing this as a filmmaker I was just like a super fan mm-hmm. and I wanted to be Indiana Jones like my first movie like some of my first movies on Super 8 were like me dressing up as Indiana Jones like Aww. I've got a, it, 11 year old Nathan like my first like because we would do like my mom a lot of a lot of our early movies were like Star Wars and things mm-hmm. like that but but like the first movie I like I like directed directed it was when I was eleven, and I was playing Indiana Jones in a
0: oh, yay. <laughs>
1: unique, uh, original story that violates copyright, I'm sure. But um, but it was it was just all our own like little Indiana Jones adventure, Indiana Jones and the Treasure of the Black Sheba. Is I that love I that. <laughs> and, and yeah, so this this it's it's more than just a a movie to me. It's kind of the foray into. The thing that I want wanted to do with my life, which was make movies. This it was the part of the you know Star Wars was definitely a big part of it, but Raiders Lost Ark was probably a more significant part of falling in love with movies.
0: I love that. Um, I probably mentioned this on the ET podcast, but I. Uh Used to do biography reports about Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and occasionally you had to dress up like the person that you biographied And like, so I would tape a paper beard to my face and wear my dad's glasses and like put on a jean jacket and be like, "I'm Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I make movies." That's um, great. It's, uh, yeah, I, think
1: I never went that far.
0: No? no, well, I just never became. I, I didn't go as far as you <laughs> into actually becoming a filmmaker. Um, but I love. Love, love, love this movie. Uh, so let's hop in. Let's do it. So we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk us through it, and then you're gonna just fan out. All right. Okay. So the beginning of this movie is quite possibly the best beginning of a movie, I would argue.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a great character reveal.
0: It is, and it's so you're just immediately sucked in because you're in this jungle, and um, like you see the guides tramping along and you just see Indy like from afar
1: mm-hmm. and he's you don't like, get any of his face
0: nope it's all in silhouette he's like looking at a map and he's like he won't he doesn't even speak he's just like leading them here leading them there The two guides are like pulling like poison darts out of the tree and being like oh i don't know if we can <laughs> we shouldn't is, be <laughs> this is bad we should turn back um one of them is going to, what does he do? And then Indy like wh- whips him.
1: Oh, he he's good. So one of the guys is going to shoot him in the back.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And then you know we just see because they're so Ford's, afraid yeah. to go
0: to wherever yeah, they're going.
1: Yeah, either that, yeah, either that the, the, he's going to shoot him in the back, or he's like an enemy agent, you know, mm. working for Belloc. That, that see, yeah,
0: I I totally read it as.
1: As, as, they don't want to go. Yeah, that's probably what it is.
0: And they're like, "We should turn back. We should turn back."
1: Yeah, let's at least make a little money off of looting this dude, this yeah. white dude.
0: <laughs> and then that's when we see the whip.
1: Yeah, so we, he, we, he hears it, whips around, steps out of the out of the the shadows, and we've got that great reveal. And there's so. that
0: beautiful, beautiful face.
1: <laughs> so at this point, Harrison Ford had already done two of the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. so we knew him as on. This is kind of like. We knew him as Han Solo at this point.
0: And we're pleased with his work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And so, like, they find the... Um, the uh, It's a temple, right? Like, I, yeah. I don't, I'm yeah, holding yeah. back from saying temple because temple of doom. Right. Uh, but they find this temple... Very
1: well-lit temple. So
0: v- very well-lit.
1: It's one thing, you, you it's like, it's hard to... It, they do a better job than most movies, especially older movies, but where, where it's the whole cave or temple is completely well lit and they're holding a torch they're
0: that, that generates no <laughs> light. It's like, <laughs> uh, uh. So it's the, it's the place where uh, one of his competitors cashed, you know, this is where Forrestal cashed, cashed in. Right. Indiana Jones does brilliant job of, at one of my favorite things, which is giving you all these characters. And you never learn their backstory or how they're connected to Indiana Jones. Like in Buckaroo Bonsai where it's like this is mm-hmm. a serial. Mm-hmm. It's a serial adventure and we know first all from this and we'll learn this guy from that. And Yeah,
1: so th- this was so this is based off of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's based off of uh, all the old adventure serials mm-hmm. from like the 30s and 40s, which like Lucas grew up on and, mm-hmm. and many people did. Um, and it is 100% like an old cereal, but it never, like, winks at you with right. it. And and Buckaroo Banzai takes that even further, and you never know it's based off of a cereal. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but whereas, like, things like um, Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow mm. is, like, it's so paying tribute to the old cereals that it will also have, like the stiff acting yeah. <laughs> and, and weird storytelling uh-huh. that sometimes doesn't work. This is kind doesn't of t- taking, and I, you know, and I like sky captain, but this is taking that same kind of archetype, but then filling it full of life. Yes. You know, it's, it's, and it's
0: humor and, and shifts in tone.
1: Right. It's not, it's not know? being, it's not being beholden to the weaknesses of the, of that, that of what it's paying homage to it. It's reinventing it. Well, kind of like using it that as the canvas, you know.
0: And the, but the whole beginning, this whole beginning sequence is just totally played, one hundred percent in earnest, sincere, played straight. I hate that expression. So they get in, they go into this temple. There's just full of booby traps (laughs) soulful booby traps
1: so many ridiculous booby traps And
0: i just love the idea that they're like oh what are we we made this really beautiful idol what should we do with it oh let's put it in a cave (laughs) nothing but booby traps
1: and a really weird king yes (laughs) a lot of hang-ups a (laughs) lot of paranoia
0: um uh, but it's this great there's spiders there's shaft deadly shafts of light
1: yeah how does that even work
0: how does it work
1: (laughs) But we buy into it. Oh, it's I'm, like,
0: I'm in. I don't need to know. He's
1: he's an expert. You know, we realize that he's a little flawed. He's not this perfect James Bond hero. I think that was kind of like where they originally started, and they kept making him more like Humphrey Bogart, to where he's kind of the rough around the edges, flawed hero who who's not shaved. Yeah, he's he's well, like. Humphrey, a little more like Humphrey Bogart than James Bond, like from the treasure of Sierra Madre. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's, you, so a lot of people give Indiana Jones flack for, like his version of archaeology is like, is like looting the joint. Yep. But I feel like that was something that's not pointed on, but it's a point of his character, that he's fallen from the pure faith. Mm-hmm. Like his idea is that these places are going to get looted Anyway, and so I'm going to get these big ticket items and I'm going to put them in a museum. I'm going to get a little money. I'm going to get a little glory, but he's fallen from the purer faith, you know. Um, and so he's not like the classic archaeologist who mm-hmm. has a big dig site and works on that for a year. Just
0: as, just dusting things with a paintbrush. Yeah, he's, dusting like, with the paintbrush. he's kind of a
1: soldier of fortune, Yeah, you know.
0: And he is, he is infinitely capable, but not effortlessly capable like he can do anything but it just couldn't take a little bit of effort his superpower
1: is not his aim it's not how great he is at fighting it's that he keeps getting back up yep he's tenacious
0: yep and he's like well let's figure this out we're gonna figure it out that's
1: his superpower is that he can keep getting punched and just get back up (laughs) again and, and survive
0: and I so, like, I love that in this temple, though, like, there's the shaft of light thing, which you're like, what? That's, a, that's magic. That's a thing? And then the next thing is a pit.
2: <laughs> oh, a, if
0: you get past the magic shaft of light, watch out for this hole we dug in the ground. Um, and then they go. There's the thing where you can't step on the, the little um, floor tiles. And then the scene everybody knows where mm-hmm. he has the bag of sand. Right. And the idol.
1: Right, he he's he's a gambler, you know.
0: He's oh hell yeah, <laughs> he's a risk taker. Um, so of course he didn't get it right. Everything's falling apart. Uh-huh. He has to run.
1: It's yeah, it's the oh shit moment. Oh
0: shit, <laughs> it's all grumbling! <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, if he had a moment to talk, which he didn't, that's probably what he said. He'd say, you know. So they and, go
0: running out and uh All alfred, that, alfred oh. molina who is the only guy who's left yeah sabito Sub, um they get to the pit and he and uh he gets to the other side first and then he's like throw me the whip throw me the idol and i'll throw you the whip and so he throws in the idol and then
1: uh he's gonna take it yeah yep,
0: adios senor and then off he goes <laughs> and indy has to jump <laughs> And he doesn't make it. And that's
1: our first, like, comic moment where he's he's grabbing a root. The root gives, and he's
2: like... (laughs) His
1: face is kind of squished. (laughs) And this is where we kind of realize what we're in store for. Yep. It's it's like the first... You know, the beginning of the movie, like, the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie is kind of teaching you or training you what kind of movie this is. And here's where we realize when the chips are down... Indiana Jones like takes these risks, but it's not always super successful. Nope.
0: Nope. There's going to be some stumbles.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be perfect and and guys, we're going to have fun. That's are going to have so much fun. That's the number one like thing that this the, the beginning of is because te- we're kind of like on this like James Bond adventure before the adventure mm-hmm. scenario. Like we, do we really need all this stuff that happens before the arc even comes up? Well, yeah. We do. We do. Like, there's so many things that happen like in this script and in this story to where conventional screenwriting wisdom would kind of go against. Like it's you like You
0: mean like the whole first ten pages thing? Like yeah, your like, has to happen at page ten and
1: mm-hmm. like all these rules by people who don't actually write scripts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um it's like we've so like we've got like this big sequence that has very little to do with the plot, but mm-hmm. again it's training us and teaching us what this movie is going to be about. It, mm-hmm. We're getting to meet Indiana Jones in an adventure setting rather than like if we start the story with him as a professor and then we reveal he's an adventure. It doesn't work as much. Nope. And then also likewise, like later in the story, we've got this huge like exposition dump mm-hmm. where they're talking about the Lost Ark. It's like a 10 minute sequence. Yep. And that's another one that like quote unquote conventional wisdom would say, you don't tell a story this way but it it works and they and the, the reason we we they get that latitude is because Spielberg and Lucas at this point are giants you know like mm-hmm. they can write their own checks interestingly enough like th- this whole thing like Spielberg was trying to kind of like earn his way back into the into the favor because he kind of um had a massive bomb with 1941 that movie like so he like jaws was a massive overrun, but because it's it, it was an impossible kind of movie to shoot. Mm-hmm. Close Encounters went huge over budget. It shot for forever, but it was a big success, so they gave it we to him. We had
0: to get those aliens. To yeah,
1: exactly. Come, like come filming with real earth. aliens is so really w- way more difficult than <laughs> filming with sharks. Um, and then, so again, like budget overruns, shoot overruns, but it was a big hit, so we, they forgave him. And so, with nineteen forty one, massive budget overruns, massive like production overruns, and it was a bomb. Now people have trouble paying him, and, and like studios had, so he had to go to his friend George Lucas and say, "Let me do this, and I'll do it. I'll do it under budget and on schedule." And so he had to kind of prove that not every Spielberg movie was going to be like this huge, like costly thing, you know. So he had something to prove too. And And thank
0: God he did, (laughs) yes, because he proved it. Uh, So then, yeah. So as he as he tumbles out, covered in cobwebs, with the idol, uh, his nemesis Belloc is there Mm -hmm. with all the uh, Javitos, the local um, people who are on his side and Indiana Jones has to distract them and then run like hell through the jungle to a plane where his friend who we never get any backstory on jock right. is just like fishing and has a snake in his plane and yeah but you
1: get like this idea that he's got like friends in all parts Everywhere. of the wor- world yeah. that know? he can
0: that he can talk into doing favors for yeah. him and
1: they're probably all a little shady
0: oh definitely Definitely shady. We'll we'll talk about Sala when we get there. Um, so then we then we see him in his classroom teaching kids about archaeology. Mm-hmm. Every girl, it's all full of girls. Mm-hmm. And well, then there's the, one guy who's got an apple, and he's like, "Hey." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then it's, the it's girl good, has "I love you" written on her, which eyelids. is so good. That's so good. Which like she had to do that backwards though, like because if she was writing it in the mirror, she had a friend do that. Yeah anyway uh and then marcus comes in and that's when we learn about people from the government who intercepted some nazi communique right saying Mm. that they're looking for the lost ark in egypt yeah and indy and marcus have to be like here's what it is and this is what you do and you're looking for this thing and it shines the light and then it points the way and you find the stuff.
1: Yeah, so they, they, they basically, they're like in a lecture hall, mm-hmm. you know, um, or, or like wherever they do like mass or something like that, like old universities and things yeah. like that. Um, and so they're they're in a large space that you see like students filing out of mm-hmm. and it becomes kind of like this this big space where they Are basically giving us exposition but we're the 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 thing about this scene that's so great is how they how spielberg uses the camera to tell this story Mm -hmm. and how we kind of like move in just on what we want to see how we see like indiana jones puzzling this out like you know it's like this this whole movie is like if you want to learn about like blocking and like the relationship between a a camera and an actor this is the movie to watch like just the the things like you know if you if you want to learn if you want a filmmaking lesson like watch this whole movie with the sound off and just see how these shots how like one shot turns into three shots it starts on one thing it goes up to another it pulls out to another and each of these shots are like ideas you know this is just it's and then especially with this scene in terms of how they're, they're telling the story it's, it's so it's so well done like Spielberg is firing on like all cylinders this whole movie but yeah they're, they're just you, you see like Indiana Jones excited about this whole thing but as yeah. soon as they mention God he's like fire, light, mumbo jumbo Yeah, you see that he's interested in the item and not like the significance of what the item is.
0: Yeah, and the and the knowledge, like he wants to, he has that quest for the knowledge. Like, well, you need mm-hmm. the staff and it's got to be this high and it's, you know, like he knows all of that. <laughs> He's like showing off his, what he the knows. The
1: password is this, this this. Um
0: and then so they and,
1: and that's Porkins from Star Wars the first one. Oh Star my Wars. god.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> no way. <laughs> How funny. Um, so then we see Indiana Jones in his home, like, yeah. and he's sort of working out with Marcus that he's going to go after the Ark. Um,
1: and yeah, and what I, you know, and, and so that thing I just mentioned—that whole scene is two shots.
0: Well, and in I, his home, I read that they had cut a piece out of that where they had shot it with there was like a young so it in his robe
2: <laughs> and
0: uh, they had shot it where there you see a young girl the student who had i love you written on her yeah. eyelids yeah. leaving like they just had their like you know tryst mm. or whatever and they got rid of it because they thought it was too james bond and they didn't yeah. want him to seem yeah. like a cad
1: I think that they had there was a lot of push and pull in trying to figure out what this character was going to be like, and I think that was the direction of like how in, how James Bond is he because that was kind of the original inception of the whole thing. You know, it's like um, scruffy James Bond, scruffy James Bond. <laughs> you know, it's like so famously like um, uh, they took a, a vacation to Hawaii when Star Wars was coming out, mm-hmm. and Spielberg was lamenting like it was kind of like a pity vacation. Like he was pretty sure, Lucas was pretty sure Star Wars was going to bomb and it's mm-hmm. like his friend, was like, no, 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 we'll all go out to Hawaii. We'll just, You won't even think about it. And so when it became a big hit, they felt great about it. Spielberg kind of was like, oh, I've always wanted to do a James Bond movie. And Lucas goes, well, I've got this idea about an archaeologist.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but yeah,
1: I, I love seeing like characters' homes. Yeah. And like the you're just looking at the detail of like, the invite because you rarely see like a character's workplace or their office or their home, and mm-hmm. so when it does show up, it tells you so much. And so that's what <laughs> one of those you things get to that, see his robe. Yeah, it's like when when you're buying things for your new apartment, you're, you're like rewatching like the the Indiana Jones <laughs> home thing. It's like, oh, well, how does he arrange his? How books? does
0: he put his stuff together? Um, and I love the idea that he's, like, throwing a six-shooter into his suitcase. Like,
1: mm-hmm. hey, you know. it's the 1930s. You know, care- you know how careful I am. Every
0: suitcase has a gun. Uh, and then he travels by map to Nepal.
1: Uh-huh. So, like, watching these map sequences, it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's it, a layover it, in Hawaii. Yeah, that must is, have
2: been a nightmare. <laughs>
1: is this, like, yeah, you realize... It's like one of the most realistic aspects of the movie is like the map sequence where mm-hmm. you see, oh shit, that's like seven flights. Yeah, like back in the '30s,
0: little prop planes that uh-huh. can only go so dink, far. Dink, <laughs> dink, like dink. Charles Lindbergh is flying some of them, um, and but before we know he's going to Nepal. Before that's when we go to this bar. This Nepalese, is that correct? <laughs> Nepal, yeah. mm-hmm. Nep- a bar in Nepal is where we go. And they're having the the most fun drinking contest, which is, I'm pretty sure is the only thing that exists to entertain anyone in this uh-huh. town. So there's this gigantic dude and this tiny woman having a... They're drinking... I have, some sort of a clearish alcohol, and it looks like they've already done nine shots apiece. Yeah, but again, the,
1: like a great character introduction. So
0: great because she's like wavering a little bit, and then she puts the shot glass down. Dude falls over, and she's like, "Okay, bye, everyone. <laughs> <All> right, bye. <laughs> like, give me all your money and get out. That's closing time." When the other guy dies of alcohol poisoning, and I'm just fine. That's when we mm-hmm. close the bar. Because um, she's like totally fine, and she's had like twelve shots of mm-hmm. some sort of alcohol. Um, then we get that. I, I, yeah, I would shot. be the
1: worst at any kind of like drinking contest. At any kind of
0: like shot drinking unless, contest.
1: Yeah, unless the the contest is who is drunk the quickest,
0: then you win. <laughs> then I win. That is the con. Yeah, that's the that was the contest they had before this contest. But I, I like the idea as an event producer myself of them being like, "Um, so come out Tuesday night. We're gonna we're gonna." Drink until one of us dies. It'll be super fun. <laughs> and then after that, everybody gets out. It'll be great. There's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. We live in Nepal. Um, and so Indy comes bursting in with his very sexy silhouette. Uh, and Which
1: he brings everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, and so we learn a little bit of history. Uh, and I guess we learned a little bit of it in that scene with, the, and, and with Porkins. Yeah. That but Abner Ravenwood is right. the real like expert. His
1: mentor. Yeah.
0: And this is his daughter.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of and we're also learning about Indiana Jones and Marianne Ravenwood's past. And mm-hmm. it's kind of you know, shady.
0: It is super shady. So they she says in the movie, um I was a child, and he says you knew what you were doing. Yeah. And so they reveal in the <laughs> novelization that she was fourteen. Oh gee. And and had an affair with Indiana Like the Jones. novelizations,
1: not canon, okay. <laughs> but yeah. That's but this is
0: ten years later, so she's twenty four now. Um, but we learn that that's why they lost touch. <laughs>
1: he lost her number.
0: Yes. Um. Anyway, she's got the medallion. She's not going to give it up to him right away because she's you know going to get her. She's pissed. Yeah, and it, it, she has every right to be pissed. Yeah,
1: and and this is. No pushover, this this character. He's met his match.
0: She has had twelve shots already, and she's still giving him hell. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. (laughs) And you've you've got that great moment to where it's like he's talking about, oh, it's a medallion. And he turns away, and then he turns right into a punch. She slugs him hard, and that's where you realize the dynamic of the relationship because he's kind of like looking away. Oh, it's just something that's not very important. It's you I'm know I'm going to
0: manipulate just, you like I yeah. did when and you were he, a kid.
1: And he turns right into a slug in the jaw.
0: And she takes his money and says, "Come back tomorrow." Uh-huh. Indiana Jones. Uh it's, it's great fun to see her sort of taking the mickey out of him. And then he leaves and in strolls these this cheerful German <laughs> chap. Mm-hmm. Uh
1: so good. Such a great villain.
0: He's so creepy.
1: Here's a fun fact. So that's Ron Lacey. He played the president in Buckaroo Bonsai under like a pound of makeup.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. No idea. Uh, He's very scary in this. He's very scary. And he's that understated kind of scary where he's just like, let me show you what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. And then he comes at her with the poker. Yeah.
1: He, you know, it's like. There's, there's, like, literal snakes and there's figurative snakes mm-hmm. in this movie. And he's just so good.
0: Yeah. And it, I like the idea that he's got all these, like, nep- nep- Nepalese, like, these m- men from Nepal who are his Nepal henchmen. Like, they didn't, <laughs> he didn't bring German guys <laughs> right. to the, Nepal. Like, he went right. and then had a casting call for n- thugs from Nepal. Lo- right. And he doesn't care about them. He's like, uh, shoot Yeah, shoot it sounds off. like
1: he's got one German dude that it came with him. And yes. then he's got all of his, like, local thugs.
0: Local talent. Uh, and so, of course, they are trying to get the medallion from Marion by force. Mm. Indiana Jones shows up, and they right. have a, a fight, uh, which you are totally uh, on top of the audio.
1: Acoustically. <laughs> yes. I don't know you're with.
0: And it's a very that funny is, fight. It's a great yeah. fight. Like, Indy uh-huh. is not winning at almost any point. Marion is working just as hard to get this fight um, done. Yeah,
1: uh, it's, again, like... If you had to like pick like these perfect action mm-hmm. moments, like there's this scene, uh, you know, we we do in The Princess Bride we talked about the sword fight yep. and then like the the truck scene later in the movie. Like these are perfect action scenes mm-hmm. because it's not just you know, it's not the they happen in these beats and these moments to where you still retain empathy and connect connection to the characters Mm -hmm. as they're doing their thing you know the stakes are having funny
0: moments like marion is like drinking the booze that's being spilled (laughs) out of the barrel because it got shot
1: yeah yeah and then even the joke to where he's getting choked over the bar Mm -hmm. and he says whiskey and then she grabs the the bottle and smashes it just as
0: the just as the line of fire comes towards them right and the bad guy um, and dude is in this movie. Name?
1: Which one? The, the... So
0: many people die. I wrote that down. He kills a lot of people. <laughs> he kills... Indiana uh-huh. Jones kills a lot of people.
1: Uh-huh. The, the, the German guy? That's uh, Tote.
0: That's his name? Yeah. Okay. So he sees the medallion, reaches for it, grabs it. It burns into his flesh, mm-hmm. which is lucky for him.
1: <laughs> he turns out.
0: Turns out. Uh, and then... So... At the end, they win the fight, and Marion basically proclaims that until she gets all her money back, and mm-hmm. her money that he gave her, her money that she won in the drinking contest, mm-hmm. and the money for her bar that he burned down.
1: He gets an itemized invoice. Yeah.
0: They're going to be partners. They're in it together. Yeah. Um, but she also, like, immediately, then in the next part, is, like, solely sweet on him, you know? Uh-huh.
1: Well, they've, again, to, to go from Nepal to Egypt was probably ten plane flights. Yes. They were able to work. They
0: had to work. They worked through some stuff. Right. Um. But so, uh, have you ever played Lego Indiana Jones?
1: A, a bit, yeah.
0: I played it a bit because I could never get past that bar scene in Nepal. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what got, you're supposed to do. I, I give up.
1: I don't think I got that far. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, so then they oh, go so to like Egypt.
1: The, the big dude in the bar that he has a fight with?
0: Uh-huh, where he's like, shoot them both?
1: Uh-huh, he's in the movie twice. He's the big, bald German later in the plane fight. He's the same guy.
0: Well, that's very clever.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, and then he's also, in Temple of Doom, the giant guy that he fights in that movie.
0: And the, at the end, the, the same, uh-huh. sort of the and same the, thing th- happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: He's the same guy.
0: So I watched Raiders with the kids. Mm -hmm. We were all very sick for like a week, (laughs) so we watched it. And then like afterwards, the kids wanted to watch the next two movies. (laughs) there's only two more, right? Pretty sure there's only two more? Let's say there's Mm -hmm. only two more. Um, And they had a lot to say about Temple of Doom. So hopefully we'll (laughs) get to do that one eventually. Um, Okay, so then they're in Egypt. We meet Sala, who's Jonathan Rhys-Davies, who's in everything. Mm -hmm. He's also in Psych, specifically in the... um, in the Indiana Jones episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Psych does everything, I guess. Uh, and he is explaining to them. He also gives them a lot of exposition. Oh, yes, the Germans are here. They've got everybody digging. There's a French guy. It's Belloc. He's here. You're staying with me. I've got 100 kids. This is my monkey friend. <laughs> and then <laughs> off they go. Um they go exploring in the city.
1: hmm Buying provisions and things like that.
0: And Marion gets
1: So they're kinda yeah they're,
0: kidnapped? That there's a big fight.
1: Yeah, so so they're they're basically buying stuff in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. We see the the bad oh, guy the bad guys in the shadows are deciding they know about him already. So he's yeah. not under the radar, so they're gonna they're gonna uh take him out. They in terms of like the, the action sequence You've always got to deal with the situation. Is How how do I make it so Indiana Jones just doesn't pull out a gun and then shoot someone?
0: Except for the one time. The (laughs) one time that they do it, which is awesome.
1: And so they basically make it so these guys are like right in his grill, Mm -hmm. right away, hand-to-hand combat. And it's a
0: crowded marketplace. Like as many people as he kills, like he's not trying to kill like mommies and daddies. Right,
1: right. So it's all punches and he he finally gets to use his whip again. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, the, like, this is a big set piece, but yeah, so she gets grabbed, thrown into one of those baskets, and then it kind of turns into a comedy chase.
0: Yep. Because he turns the corner, and it's one of those shots, like you're talking about, where we see Indy come up and run around the corner, and I and we see him react. Yeah, and we then, don't
1: see what he sees.
0: And then you see it's this whole hallway full of baskets.
1: Yeah, this whole, like, <laughs> courtyard, and it's just all baskets of dudes in their laundry.
0: And he's trying to save her, but as far as he knows... She gets blowed up.
1: Yeah, so so that's where it takes a dramatic twist is that um, they switch baskets in the marketplace. And so <laughs> they, throw, they throw the basket into a truck just filled with like TNT uh-huh. and like bullets and things like that. He shoots down the dudes. The whole thing blows up. Yep. He probably feels a little responsible at that point.
0: Because he gets drunk. Yeah. And...
1: He and his monkey...
0: Go get drunk. Go get drunk. And he runs into Belloc. Right. And we have to so, assume this is this like later that afternoon.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And Belloc's like, get out of here. He well no he's more like you're the same as me.
1: Yeah. You. It, it, you're. You're. I am. So Belloc is like the shadow working, version. For, he's
0: working for the Nazis and and uh-huh. basically Indy's like how can you work for the Nazis that's gross
1: yeah and, and it's like it doesn't matter like you know it's like I, the thing is the thing that matters like this, yeah. is, this is a transmitter to god
0: the arc yeah. is what matters they've got the money to get it yeah
1: so. and, and and i think belloc is kind of right that it would just take a nudge and because it's like at this point like i feel like indiana jones is just one notch away from being a grave robber almost yeah. you know and 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 he is kind of the, the version of him if he was even more ruthless, Mm -hmm. but Indiana Jones is broken up about a person and he's ready to get himself killed over this person. Whereas Belloc wouldn't care. Like he later cares about Miriam, but not enough to really, you know,
0: it's chaotic neutral versus chaotic evil, (laughs) right? Maybe. Um, yeah. And that's a really great scene because apparently everybody else in this bar is, Working for Belloc because mm-hmm. as soon as Indiana Jones goes for his gun, they're all like AK-47s <laughs> or whatever. So then Sala sends his children in. to hurry, the children, human go! Human shields.
1: <laughs> I'd love to see the moment of like Sala looking and It's like, oh, it looks like Indy's over there, and there's guns everywhere.
0: Children, hurry, run children, in! Children, put your body between my friend my sexy friend and the bullets. <laughs> right. I can make more of you. There's only one in the friend.
1: <laughs> it's probably got to be like a, like a maneuver. Like he's got his kids. It's like, you know, maneuver A, alpha B.
0: Oh, here we go. We're going to run in. And it, Belak even says they're leaving next time. It'll take more than children to save you. And it's like, will it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that move will work almost every time. Um, and then as soon as they get out to the truck, Sala is, is like, He's like, oh, my, my kids are good for something, right?
2: Uh-huh.
0: They. Get, get in the truck, kids. <laughs> right. uh, and He's like,
2: oh,
1: I'm sorry about Marion, but life goes on. Life goes he-
0: on. Uh- Let's take the kids home and we'll go dig. <laughs> and that's what they do. Like right. They go out to the site. With they, their, they go out to
1: the old man. They go them. to the
0: old man who tells them, so the one side says, make the staff this high.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the other side says, take back one.
1: one. Yeah. And so this is... There's a couple moments in the movie that that there's kind of a divine presence mm-hmm. that kind of like touches on that God or the Ark is kind of real and displaying its presence, mm-hmm. and I feel like because really Indiana Jones's arc is going from a I, I care about this item to I you know to I care about people and then also. Going from faithless to kind of some kind of faith, right? You know, and and there's a couple of moments where I feel like it's laying the groundwork for the ending, which is the, these moments to where it's when they kind re- of like
0: almost magic realism,
1: yeah, almost to where they realize that that they're, the Nazis are digging in the wrong place, and suddenly like there's this wind, and the wind chimes are going, and there's like the smoke when they have. It's at the moment of their own realization, but it's almost kind of a moment to where there's like a divine presence kind of appearing on the scene, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of like connecting with them. And then it kind of does that a couple of times in a more like literal fashion to where the the ark is in a crate and the the swastika is burnt off, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like, again, like that divine connection, which is kind of. I feel like kind of laying the plausibility of, you know, at the very end where they, it's like, don't look at it, you know, mm-hmm. close your eyes, respect the process, you yes, know. It's like yes. But uh, yeah. So and this is where the 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 uh, the, the infamous uh, bad dates moment is. Bad
0: dates, yeah, because that little that shitty little monkey. Who was a spy the whole damn time? Which obviously, like, was had a telepathic connection to its one-eyed host or whatever. Because, like, what the fuck is that monkey gonna tell?
1: So much training.
0: Yeah, Uh, monkey (laughs) dies. The monkey had
1: like an alphabet thing, you know, that he would interact with.
0: (laughs) It was just be like, so here's what they're doing. They're gonna be (laughs) in the marketplace. Um, Then they go to dig. They like have their own crew. We get that. Beautiful shot of like the sun setting, oh, and he's yeah. he's all dressed up in like robes and a, and you know like to look like all the workers. And then as the sun is setting and they're digging, he puts his hat back on. Mm-hmm. That's like the best looking part, I think.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's, it's such an iconic shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, where it's a super long lens, like right at sunset. You've got the sun like perfectly against him oh yeah so before that he finds Marion
0: oh that's right in, yes oh Mar- and, and Marion is with we learn with Belloc and they have a really fun scene where they're, she's out drinking him again and so it's yeah. important that we know that she can really hold her liquor because she's trying to out drink this guy and he's keeping up with her he's like
1: uh, he's, he's struggling but he's
0: and he's like this is my family's vintage like <laughs> I grew up drinking this and she's like fuck she still tries to get away and fails, but then yes, Indy finds her mm-hmm. and leaves her.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, I'm so happy you're alive. You gotta stay a captive. You gotta yeah. stay tied up, otherwise they're gonna be looking everywhere for us. But it's like that makes total logical sense. But it's also one of those things like it's a stepping stone for him putting the priority over the ark mm-hmm. versus her, right? Because I mean, <laughs> you know yeah they can just you know it's like technically the the nazis don't know where to dig like they could escape for two weeks yeah and then he can come back
0: yeah <sighs> yeah because he's like digging right in front of their damn faces and they're mm-hmm. and like there's that moment where i think it's belloc who's like well who the f- who's that digging <laughs> over there you guys they're right over there <laughs> i see he's got his hat back on he's right there <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the one with the hat. So it's he's the one with the hat. The others are there's a bunch of guys over there, but he's the one with the hat specifically. Um and so but they go down into the well of souls and it's full of snakes mm. and um they're they find the ark, they put the ark in a crate, they're doing all this mamma jamity, yeah. they do all the hard he fa- work. Yeah,
1: he faces his Achilles heel, the, the snakes.
0: And I remember do you remember this? But I think I think at the time when they were about to release um, Last
2: Crusade.
0: Last Crusade, yes. Uh, They showed all of them on TV with like special features like you were describing and I remember it was either brought to you by Pizza Hut or (laughs) Pepsi or possibly Pizza Hut and Pepsi where they're like here's how they got that scene with the snake and there was a piece of glass there and you can sort of see it and the rest of them are garden hoses and Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they were giving you all these facts about the snakes. They're like there's 112 snakes and a thousand feet of garden hose. (laughs) and there's like you can see the glass between Indy and the snake and stuff like that so
1: yeah there's there's Fun. a couple moments again this is like a great movie for to learn about filmmaking cuz there's several moments that you can point to in the movie it's like oh i can see through the illusion right there yep. <laughs> so it's like on a bad the old version you can actually see the reflection of the snake mm-hmm. on the glass or like and, and then there's there's a couple of other moments that are kind of hilarious where you can kind of see the, when the truck flips flips over and blows up, you can see the actual piston, the huge piston underneath it that actually flipped it. Oh um, really? I've yeah. never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. It took me a couple of times too. But and then and then during like the the scene where the um, uh, Indiana Jones is under the truck, you can actually see the ditch.
0: But that he's sliding that in. That
1: he's sl- that the the stunt man is sliding in.
0: Wow, I I re, all I remember from that part is like they did a, a MythBusters of Indiana Jones stunts, and I mm. remember them busting that particular myth about can you slide under a van like that and uh-huh. not just immediately die? <laughs> Spoiler alert: You you'd, can't. <laughs>
1: if we're going by that, you would have died pretty early oh, in the be, movie.
0: Yeah, we're all dead. Uh, so they, the Belloc's like they're over there. They go. Mm-hmm.
1: They take the, the art, Yeah.
0: They throw uh, Marion in. Right. And Beltlock's like a little bit sad. Yeah. Um, But then, of course, (laughs) Marion and Indy escape.
1: And then you've got, so you've got like Indiana Jones in like boots and leather and a hat. And Mm -hmm. then she's got this skimpy dress that half of it's torn off anyway.
0: And I love the moment where she first is like, there's snakes. And she's like on top of, like, she's like (laughs) climbing Climbing on top of him. She's like like a
1: cat that's freaked out and they're just climbing the person. That's exactly
0: what it is. It's like a cat that got wet and does not like what's happening. Uh Um, And then, like, she gets pretty freaked out in that scene because the way that they escape is through the Hall of Zombies. (laughs) What? Like, they break down the wall. Didn't you study
1: ancient Egyptian mythology, the Hall of Zombies? put
0: all the zombies in the hallway? Um, I guess it's called the Well of Souls. So,
1: in, in terms of like plausible storylines, the enormous underground tomb of a thousand snakes that's been down there for a thousand years—it's like, what has been their food supply?
0: Zombies are you saying the zombies are
1: <laughs> no I, I did there's no way to answer it's like uh, maybe we just don't maybe it was filled It's
0: the circle of life. they live, <laughs> they die, they eat other snakes
1: maybe it was also filled with tens of thousands of mice yes, and now finally they've run out of mice
0: <laughs> well, because there is like so you knock down the wall without without gaining any elevation, you just walk through like some some zombies and then there's daylight. And you just shove one brick aside, and out you go.
1: He's got, uh, in terms of superpowers, the ability to just move extremely heavy pieces of stone, mm-hmm. like lifting up him and Sala, lifting up the the,
2: the, the, just, the
1: just the top. Yep of the of the that it was keeping the the ark inside, like. That's easily like 1,500 pounds. Yeah. And they're just like, ready?
0: And then pushing that giant. We got it.
1: When they finally leave the Well of the Souls and pushing that giant um, brick out of the way. It's just
0: a matter of shove. Yeah. Just shoving.
1: You know, it's funny. So like if you watch, there's a a deleted scene and you can see a a remnant, a vestigial tail of it. In the original version, he pushes out that. There's like a dude hanging out just outside where that is. Mm -hmm. And he pushes out the giant stone and that dude is like reacting to that thing being pushed out and the dude peers in as indy peers out and they see each other he's like what
2: the f F?"
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then so they obviously shot a version without that dude peering in but in the long shot where indy and marion are running away from that spot Mm -hmm. you can still see that dude hanging out at the bottom underneath where that area is oh wow in in that wide shot
0: so, the next thing that happens is that we get the big escape where you've got the plane. We got to fist fight the giant dude. We got to get into a plane, blow up a plane, get every Nazi in the world alerted to our presence. <laughs> they recapture Marion and off they go, but Indy escapes. No, 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 no. Because they get on the boat, right? So they yeah. escape.
1: We can't gloss over the truck scene.
0: Okay. Where he slides under the truck. Well, we talked about it already.
1: Such a good scene. It's one of the top like action movie set pieces. Where
0: he like is just like, oh, those Nazis are getting away in a truck. Is there are there any horses around?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like literally like a twenty second breather between like the the flying wings scene mm-hmm. and then the truck scene, and he's just like yeah it's like what what's your plan dude it's like i don't know i'm just making this up
0: yep and then he hops on a horse right and like they just keep going back and forth where he's like he kicks that guy out of the truck that guy kicks him out of the truck
1: it's such a great under the
0: truck he gets on the back of the truck he's holding on to the front hub of this truck and just like his crotch is right in front of the spinning wheel and it's like i'd be more panicked yeah (laughs)
1: yeah this is where they they really just beat the shit out of him,
0: and, and he should be dead
1: <laughs> it's this is like so when his dead. superpower is at maximum intensity yeah this is really honestly like the big let even though it's he has there's, he there's has still like a good amount of movie this re-entry. is the this is our kind of you know there's like there's still like a good 20 minutes or more of the movie this there's no action climax
0: they get on a boat after this they they
1: get on a boat and then they get tied to something and then that's kind of it in terms of action Mm
0: -hmm. well but then there's again like the part where so when they finally do escape they go so that like sala passes them off to the captain of a pirate ship
1: mm-hmm. essentially He's an interesting character
0: it is an interesting character you don't ever learn anything about him yeah except he's he gives c- marion a slinky silk uh-huh. dress
1: and he's got kind of a swinging pad like he that does. they stay in his cabin and it's it's pretty nice like he's got all these hollywood starlets yeah pinned up on the wall and
0: he's real accommodating yeah he's but like he's
1: kind of a smooth operator he's yeah. kind of interesting
0: um But, of course, the Nazis are like, oh, let's get that pirate ship right there. Let's (laughs) see what's happening there. And um, that's when they take Marion back Mm -hmm. from the captain. Yeah,
1: so a submarine shows up because they're Mm -hmm. not joking around.
0: They're not joking around. Um, And they're like, oh, no, we killed Indy. He's dead. We're going to keep the girl. No. And then, like, we see Indy, like, holding on by his fingers (laughs) in, like, in one of those things that Donald Duck is always hanging out in on a boat, where it's like, why is that big tube there? The
1: big, Yeah, the big uh, tube tube hole. We don't Man. know ships.
0: And then the pirates are all like, oh, no, they got Marion. Where, well, where's Indiana Jones? I, we don't know. Well, he swam 50 feet <laughs> and hopped on top of the <laughs> submarine.
1: That's another, like, I, I wish a deleted scene of, like, you just... Auditorial, like you're watching the image, but you auditorily hear the (laughs) him jump in the water. Oh fuck, this is cold.
0: (laughs) 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 And then, like he has, then he gets into the submarine, and you just picture him Mm. like like that rock scene you described, where he's like twisting off the lid and opening Mm -hmm. up, and it's like, hi.
1: Right. So probably, so that's one of those 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 things that where you cut out a little bit that kind of was unnecessary explanation and it's like well how did he honestly like most of the times submarines especially during that age didn't submerge unless they had to Mm -hmm. like they were kind of like boats like it's dangerous to submerge and so it it, probably what the whole the answer of like probably what how he survived that whole trip is he's hanging on to the periscope the whole time Mm -hmm. and the the top of the boat because you see it even coming into the bay it's the half top is already up. Yeah, so he's he, and then he's just the, chilling yeah, up there. Yeah, they, they did these, these like deleted scenes of him trying to stay awake while holding the periscope. And oh it was just wow! Like, we eh, we don't need it.
0: We don't need it. Uh, so then he gets back to the Nazi base. He like right, one which was a real, a which
1: is which is which is a real Nazi submarine base
0: Ooh. from
1: World War Two. They said that there Yuck. was even like German graffiti.
0: Ew, gross. Um, but I love the part where he, like, one-punches a guy and puts on his Nazi uniform, and it does not fit.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, again, like, that's the... It's like... That's that's something that would not happen to James Bond. No. But that's, like, Indiana Jones' bread and butter. Like, yep. Life is hard for Indiana it Jones. It is. And he's going to survive, but just barely.
0: Yeah. Um. And it, then... It, it's,
1: it's kind of like... I mean, if you had to sum up his character, is that line that he says, it's not the years, honey, it's the mileage. That's
0: right. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, so we didn't talk about the sexy part where he falls asleep. Like
1: the most realistic love scene in movies.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> where he's like, oh, it doesn't hurt here. And it's like, it's very romantic it's and very, and very effective. Uh-huh. And then he falls asleep.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Oh, Indy. Uh, so he <laughs> pursues them as they, like, and the head Nazi guy is kind of like fighting with Belloc because Belloc is like, no, we got to take it to this place, this ancient place, and we got to test it out because you don't want to take it to the Fuhrer and then mm-hmm. find out it doesn't work. Yeah, so we got to do a test.
1: And and Belak's whole thing is like, you know, this is my one chance to use the arc.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if if you know, he's kind of selling them the idea that they need to test him out, but he really the whole intention was just to use the arc and and yep. to have and to use it for this divine connection. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and that's what happens. Like Indy, Indy has the drop on them. He mm-hmm. has the high ground, which Obi Wan taught us is the most important right. thing. And he's got a bazooka.
2: <laughs>
0: and he's like, let her go or I'll blow it up. And Belloc's like, yeah, but know. you won't though. And he's like, yeah, you're right, I won't. <laughs> so then they they go to do the ceremony. And they tie Marion and Indy to a pole. And they open the ark. And they're really upset because it's just sand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're very confused. And then all of these lights start and then they and then they look more like spirits and then they look more like angels Mm -hmm. and then the face of the angel changes into a very scary like skull looking face and people start getting their faces melted off
1: yeah and that's when like indiana jones says
0: don't look you know, Marion, don't look whatever happens. don't you open know. your eyes,
1: so what do you feel like that is because it we we go with it, mm-hmm. but but is it kind of like respecting the divinity? Is it like understanding that the whole point of this thing is just to blow people away? I always, or is it merely like the act of faith?
0: I read it as the spirits were looking into their souls and because they were all evil Nazis, it was killing them. Mm -hmm. But I think you're probably more correct. Like, and then they just wouldn't want to risk, like, don't let it look into your soul. Like, who knows what it's going to find in there. Like I've killed a lot of people Um, (laughs) just today. (laughs) Right. Just recently. The last two weeks have really Uh been hell. Um, That's what I always thought it was, but I think Uh you're probably right. More just like, you know, kind of what, more of what we get in the third movie, which is like, you know, be respectful. Don't, (laughs) don't look it right in the eye. (laughs) Um, <laughs> just like I, your
1: parents' kids, don't look at right don't in the look eye. right
0: in the eye. Uh, but and I always, my mom never let me watch that part. So mm-hmm. it was a fully an adult before I saw the face of the angel change and the melting face. But I love that effect because the one guy's the head Nazi's face squanches in. Yeah. Um, the this scary say it again. Tote. I'm never gonna remember that. His face melts.
1: Yeah, one of the best like face melting the top in the top five.
0: Oh, absolutely in
1: the top five face melting and all it blows all of them away
0: and belloc sort of like ages and turns to dust
1: it, uh belloc blows
0: what happens up to him? oh he blows up that's right and i was just like yeah that's pretty good i uh-huh. like it uh-huh. I, and i think maybe like maybe it's what it is like what are we gonna do oh no we're, we're angels now we're mad angels I'm going to blow you up. I'm going to melt your face. You get the squish treatment. All right. Yay. It's
1: been years since we've gotten to do this. Let's just do something different for each of these.
0: And then once they're done, once, once everyone is dead, they just hop back in the Ark and shoop, the lid hops on.
1: Yeah. And then the sound for like the Ark of the Covenant is, is the, the, uh, the toilet. The, <laughs> the sound of one of those like ceramic toilet things, the, the water uh-huh. container on top being lifted off. <laughs> That's where this. It's really uh, the sound of the ark comes from. Oh my god! They lift off the lid.
0: That's hilarious. Uh, and the next thing we know, we're back in the room, and the people from the government are like, "Look, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just don't ask any more questions, would you please? We've got the ark, and everything's fine."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Indiana Jones is like, "But the, but, uh, but,
1: yeah." So he Indiana Jones cares about what happens to it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want these chuckleheads to have this power
0: and he wants to research it like he wants to know what it is and what it does and yeah and but i really like the part at the end where he comes walking out and he's telling marion who's waiting there for him like they don't know what they've got this is terrible terrible mm-hmm. and they're in their like 40 like it's the 30 and their 30s finery mm-hmm. and they both look so good uh-huh. and they just look cute i think they kiss and it cuts to the warehouse
1: and probably that night, Shia LaBeouf's character was born. <laughs> <laughs> not born, not born. <laughs> conceived. But created. The pre-born. Yes.
0: <laughs> conceived. Um, and then the last thing we see is the warehouse where they're loading up the Ark into a box in a Sorry. world of boxes. Mm-hmm. And Which we
1: learn later is Area 51.
0: Yes. And it burns off the unnamed. U.S. government logo, too. Oh, it's, it's, uh, did it? I'm pretty sure it does. It, like, starts to sizzle. And then um, that's the Raiders. The end. The end. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, we're just both going to give this a 10. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Do you have a... A 10.10. 10.10.
1: 10.
0: <laughs> 10. I give it an 11. We gave Spinal Tap an 11. Right. So we have to give the Princess Bride a 12.
1: Retroactively?
0: Yeah. And Raiders...
1: Also a
2: 12? Also
0: a 12. 'cause they can't be below. But I thought so
1: it I just that. goes to eleven.
0: This one goes to twelve? All right. Acceptable. Okay. okay. Um do you have a deep cut recommendation?
1: So my deep cut recommendation if you're if you're wanting to go deeper into like the the filmmaking process is um so Steven Spielberg, George Lucas and Larry Kasdan, the writer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um Coming up with the story of of Indiana of Raiders of the Lost Ark, they had these sessions where they were breaking the story and, and coming up with ideas. And Lucas was like, "Here's all my ideas," and Spielberg goes like, "Oh, let's great, let's do this gag with a boulder." And like George, and Larry Kazan is like, "Yeah, but what are the what is this character kind of about? I'm going to have to write this. Let's make sense." And so the transcripts of those story sessions are available. <sighs> So, um, Ooh, that's and it's cool. Yeah. And it's long like, cause it's days of talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, just Google or Bing or whatever you use. Um, nobody uses Bing. <laughs> like Raiders story, um, sessions or something like that. And you will be able to find a PDF.
0: Um, that's a solid deep cut recommendation. Oh, yeah. and,
1: and honestly, I've read a lot of it, but I haven't read the whole thing. Cause mm-hmm. it's just so it's much. A lot. It's a lot. And some of it, it's like you're you're kind of like trying to like get through some of Spielberg's mm-hmm. bad ideas. <laughs> but again, like and then save he save it from when th-
0: you're trapped in the well of souls. Right. And, and it's then, just you and a thousand snakes.
1: Yeah, it's it's like Spielberg is just throwing tons of spaghetti at the wall, and mm-hmm. then every once in a while he's got like, oh my god, that's exactly what happens, and it's amazing. And he came up with the whole thing just like doing it. But like some of them it's like, Oh yeah, we should have a bad guy who's got like a robot eye and he looks at everyone and the laser's pointing at people and George is like, Well, I was really kind of thinking more like this and and <laughs> jo- yeah, and George really had a George. Mr. Lucas really had a, a <laughs> lot of the tone and a lot of the, the stuff that ends up being like the final movie figured out. I always
0: forget on. that it that it's there's so much of him in it. I always forget yeah. it yeah, I think yeah. of it as being a Steven Spielberg movie yeah
1: and and, and s- it's not no it's so much of of the story and the character and everything it's it's tough especially with that George Lucas doesn't get a lot of credits because it, on a lot of these things he just ends up being like the producer or whatever but so much of of Indiana Jones was George
0: I mean he's Spurs. pretty good at this stuff Yeah, I, I guess George Lucas has a <laughs> few good ideas we'll give him some credit Um, that's a good one. I like that. That's very good. So I want to recommend something and then immediately rescind that recommendation. Begin. So I want to recommend Disneyland. Okay. Because the Indiana Jones ride is my second favorite ride in either of the parks. Uh, It's, I like to go there very first because it always has a very long wait. Uh, But it's, it's fine even when it has a wait because the wait is fun. And it was. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, my,
1: that was my favorite part of the whole ride. It is the wait. The wait, is,
0: yeah. And I remember being a kid. They opened the ride, I think, right around the time that Last Crusade came out. And my family went to Disneyland, and we waited four hours in the line um, to go on this ride because it had just opened. And at that time, they gave you these translation cards. Where you could... Because you know there's writing on the wall. Mm. And it's not it's not readable. It looks like runes. Um, but they would give you a card. And you could translate what all the sayings on the wall were. Oh, wow. And if you're in that line for four hours, wow. you might as well. And it was one of the very first like interactive lines. Where when you're in the part with the stalactites and the stalagmites. And there's patterns on the floor that you shouldn't step on these diamond stairs. If you wiggle the bamboo the every third or fifth time stuff comes down from the ceiling and scares the shit out of you (laughs) and there's a part where you go around a well and it says like don't pull this rope people are digging inside and of course if you pull the rope every third or fifth time that you pull the rope someone goes ah and like falls down you're like oh no um and mostly if you translate the stuff and there's star wars references throughout the indiana jones ride uh but most if you translate the stuff it's mostly like ads for whoever had sponsored the ride (laughs) At that time.
1: Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Exactly that. Um, but if you, go, if you go today, if you get lucky, and you ask the people who work the ride, some of them still have those translation cards. Oh, wow. And I have two. Oh. I also want to immediately take back that recommendation, <laughs> because Disneyland has been a nightmare the last several times that I've gone. And they just, like, they keep ratcheting up the prices and packing the park fuller with people and Mm. taking away more of the things that allow you to move at a more leisurely pace. Mm. Um, And I'm someone who likes to go to Disneyland at least once a year. I went twice in 2018. And both times I was like, why do I keep coming here? It's just not as fun anymore. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I recommend it and then also I'm like, uh let's wait until they get this whole Star Wars thing done. They just
1: need Indiana Jones land and then put it in Nepal.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll go there. Uh, Disney World also has an Indiana Jones stunt show where they do um the marketplace stunt and the plane stunt and they like do fireballs and all <laughs> really that. Really turn chess. a
1: guy into yeah. like a blood spray. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so that's that's my deep cut recommendation. Oh, Also, there's a really funny robot chicken. Do you watch Robot Chicken? <laughs> I'll try and post it when we're talking about this episode okay. where it's like, Indy's like, Marion, don't look. Whatever you see, don't look. And the ghosts are like, hey, we're gone. Stomp, stomp, stomp. We're not here anymore. <laughs> like They're just trying to trick them into opening their eyes and it's really cute. That's great. I haven't seen that. What?
1: No, I haven't seen that. Oh, I'll no.
0: post it and you can watch it all right well thank you for listening thank you for being we're at we're more than a year in thanks for hanging out with us
1: yeah we really appreciate it we're surprised that people are listening should we not admit that
0: we shouldn't we should be like we're like not surprised that people are listening so uh, please like thumbs up rate review we would love to have another awesome review to read um Go to squishystudios.com, watch the new Voyage Trekkers episode, um, do all of that stuff. Um, You know, come to NCT if you're in Arizona. Go to the website if you're not. I don't know why you would, but just be (laughs) like, oh, that's what she does. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope you have a great day and, you know, keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and... Asps. Very dangerous. You go first. Okay, we're done. Yay. Yay. That was fun.